Welcome to Star Wars Databanks, the canon podcast where I compare some of the galaxy's best ships, weapons, vehicles, and fighters. Today I will be discussing the best starfighter in the galaxy. So sit back, relax, and I hope you enjoy this new episode of Star Wars Databanks. Okay, so like I said in the intro, today I'll be um, discussing my personal best starfighter in the galaxy. So I have fighters from like the Separatist Alliance, to the Empire, to the New Republic, well, not to, to the Republic. And um, at the end of the episode, I will choose which fighter I personally think is the best. And then if you guys want to say which one, you guys think is best uh, my emails at elijahyurik at gmail.com yurik j-u-r-i-c um you can email me there or for characters you'd like me to do new types of episodes but basically um i will say the fighter i will say their stats like their speed and their weapons and a few fun facts and maybe a little bit about um uh like their tactics in a battle and then at the end of me reading those all out, I will rank them from least best to best, and I will give my reasons why. So let's dive right, right in with the Tri-Fighter. It's used by the Separatist at, during the end of the Clone Wars. Um, it has four light laser cannons and a Buzz Droid missile launcher, which is different from the uh, Vulture Droid launcher. Um, these guys, it's kind of like a shotgun effect where you fire it out and then they just go everywhere over this thing instead of having to shoot them out one at a time. Um, buzz droids are very effective as we saw in, um, Revenge of the Sith. They can rip a Jedi Starfighter apart. Um, for speed, we have 652 miles per hour or 1,050 kilometers per hour for people that aren't American. Um, so that's a good speed. I mean, I don't quite understand it because, um, clearing atmosphere, the speed has to be like 10,000 miles per hour. So I don't understand how they can only be going 652 miles per hour. But it's on the medium range for all these fighters I picked. Um, they're made by Frelak Crofroke, um, automa- Automatic industries they don't have a hyperdrive um because of their light weapons they adopt a swarm mentality while in battle so they'll usually go in three and fours trying to overwhelm their enemy with lots of fighters coming in from all directions next fighter on our list we have the v-wing another late um introduction to the end of the clone wars v-wings are republic and are heavily armored. They have two twin rapid-fire laser cannons and are on the fast side going 900 miles per hour or 1,450 kilometers per hour. They are made by the Quat System Drive Yards, which is a very no- uh, notable and renowned um, fighter building area. They don't have a hyperdrive, um, they also, like the Tri-Droid, adopt a swarm mentality, since they only have two twin rapid-fire uh, laser cannons. They usually try to get as much fire out there as possible before um, 
their enemy can fire them. Which makes them bad at defense. Which will come into play later. But a one-on-one fight with a V-Wing, you'll usually win. Because of their... Um, they just aren't good for one-on-one scenarios because of their low uh, weapons. They can also hold an astromech droid, which is good for targeting. And like I said earlier, they're very heavily armored. The next we have a gauntlet fighter, which is made by Mandalorian Motors, <laughs> which is I thought was hilarious, and are used by the Mandalorians. They have four laser cannons and, like I said, are on the medium scale uh, range, going 621 miles per hour. Um, they're made by Mandalorian Motors, and they do have a hyperdrive, a class one hyperdrive, which is 0.5 better than the Millennium Falcon. Um, it doesn't seem that impressive when you look at those stats, only four laser cannons and 621 miles per hour, but, um, just imagine those are, like, the Mandalorian gunships, so when they, um, when they're in combat, all the Mandalorians on board would launch out using their rockets, and, um, it would not necessarily need to be the best fighter for what the Mandalorians need to do. Next, um, this might be a little bit of biased, but the TIE Defender. It is a prototype weapon for the Empire, and is very powerful. Also made by my favorite character. Um, Thrawn. Grand Admiral Thrawn. Um, it has six laser cannons, concussion missiles, and proton torpedo launchers. Its speed is 1,045 miles per hour, and it goes 1,680 kilometers per hour. It's made by the CNR uh, fleet systems and is invincible to fire. And it has a hyperdrive of class 2. So, like I said, very impressive. These are the fastest ships on the list. This is the fastest ship on the list. And, my, uh, like I said, favorite character in the Star Wars universe, Grand Admiral Thrawn. He made it. Um, if you want me, I can do an episode on that. Um, next, I'm doing the Bladewing prototype B-Wing. So I'm not doing the B-Wing for the Rebel Alliance, because um, I felt that was downgraded from the prototype. Um, the prototype does require, doesn't have a hyperdrive, and requires um, more uh, fuel, but it's very powerful. I believe Harrison Dula actually took down an entire Star Destroyer with one. It has three ion cannons, two high-intensity blasters, one proton composite beam, mega laser. That was the main reason I chose this ship over the other ones, is because, um, the mega laser is so powerful, it can, like, knock out an entire ship. So, I felt that that really distinguished it from its laser, later B-Wing, um, that the Republic used. It also has proton torpedoes, and this all came at a cost. All these super weapons, It only goes 590 miles per hour, or 950 kilometers per hour. It's the slowest ship on this list, but I think the weapons really make up for that. It's got two cockpits, two. One for weapons, and one for steering, where the later B-Wing only had one cockpit. It's known for destroying capital ships, like I said. Star Destroyers, um, you could put it up against, like, a Nebulon B, and I'm sure it'd win, easily. 
and they usually come in groups of four and five, so they can really do some damage. Um, there, it doesn't have a hyperdrive. What my research found it said it was non-functional, so maybe the inventor was working on it, building it better. But it current, it doesn't have a functioning hyperdrive. Um, then I have the T seventy X wing, resist the resistance X wing. Different from Luke's T-65 X-Wing, which is what the Rebel Alliance used. Um, slightly upgraded, but with a few drawbacks. It has four laser cannons, and a dual weapons pod? I don't know what a dual weapons pod is. Um, while looking, doing my research, I could not find anything on what a dual weapons pod was. If you know, tell me. Um... It has a blaster cannon, and is like a fairly quick ship at 652 miles per hour, or 1,050 kilometers per hour. It's also able to hold a droid, a BB-8 series droid, or an astromech droid, and has a hyperdrive class one. It is an improved version of Luke's T-65 X-wing, like I said, and is also very heavily armored. Um. Well, now that we've heard all of my ships. Um, I'm going to, uh, think them over, and I'm going to make, um, a list of ships from best, or least best, to best. So, yeah. Okay, I made my list, and I think it's a pretty good list. Starting at number six, I have the Gauntlet uh, Mandalorian fighter. Um, like I said, for its purpose of transporting and fighting Mandalorians, it's an amazing ship. But compared to others, um, and the Mandalorians aren't necessarily in it all the time, I think by itself in a dogfight, it would not do very well against the other ships on this list. Um... Because of just the low weapons and speed, it just doesn't really compare to some of these other fighters. Next on the list, I have the V-Wing. Um, like I said, it's bad at defense. I mean, it, like, defense is half the battle. So, if you can't do defense, then you're gonna lose. So, it's slow, it has not a whole lot of weapons. The astromach does help, and the armor does too. But I just think it's a little outdated and not as good as some of these other ones. Number f uh, four on my list is the T-70 X-Wing. It's a good fighter, but it just doesn't compare to the Blade Wing, the Tri-Fighter, and the other ones. Um, I, maybe if I knew what a dual weapons pod was, it would sway my thoughts. But I thought it was just a bleh uh, kind of fighter um, compared to some of these other ones. Number three, the Tri-Fighter. Um, not the fastest ship on here, but, um, the weapons, um, that it does have, the four weapons, really compacts the enemy. Um, plus, using the swarm mentality that it does use, it really excels in the battle, and the missile, uh, the buzz droid missiles really can just demolish any high-profile enemy that you have. Number two, I have the Blade Wing. Um, it's ex an extremely good fighter, but it's so slow that 
in 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 a one-on-one -on -one dog fight it would usually lose because the fire could just zip around you firing at you before your lasers could get in line the weapons usually compensate by having x-wings and a-wings as escort in a larger fleet but i think on a one-on-one -on -one dog fight the blade wing would lose to the tie defender now this thing is the best thing ever in the thrawn novels it really conveys like how amazing these things are um they they do do swarm mentalities too but thrawn is um uses them in many ways I think that if the Empire mass-produced these things, they would have won at the Battle of Endor, maybe Jakku. Um, these things could have won the war for the Empire. Um, they're just an extraordinary fire fighter all around. Fast, maneuverable, and they've got shields, which I neglected to mention. Sorry about that. And a super-fast hyperdrive. Um, 1.5 beyond the Millennium Falcon. It's just a great rounded ship all around, and I think it's just, um, deserves the number one place. So I hope you guys enjoyed this new style of, um, episode. Um, I thought it would be cool to do something different. Um, I'll probably do, uh, character next week. And I might be slowing down on the amount of, um, episodes that I come out with because my school is starting again, and... I need to get school work done before I can do podcasting. But I will continue to try to get episodes out there. I got a brand new mic, which you might be able to tell because of the quality. Um, and I thought this new episode would just be kind of a cool thing. I hope you guys enjoyed it. After this, you'll hear a quick sponsor segment. Listening to that will help support the podcast. Could you... Uh, thank you for listening all the way through the episode. Um, if you have friends... Can you please tell them about this episode? You probably have friends. Um, <laughs> um, after the sponsor segment, if you listen through that, I've got a little bloopers thing that I started. Listen through that and you'll hear me completely mess up. I thought that'd be funny, too. So I hope you guys enjoyed this new and different episode of Star Wars Databanks. It's almost 15 minutes long. I think it is 15 minutes long, so... Um, a little bit on the longer side, but I think I think it was a good episode. Thanks for listening through the entire thing, and see you next week on Star Wars Databanks. Okay, so, like I said in the intro, today we will be discussing the best starfighter in the Star Wars universe. Um, I have six candidates here, ranging from uh, fighters used by the Separatists to the um, Republic, to the Empire, and I've got all sorts of different speeds, weapons, all sorts of stuff for these fighters. So I will read you out each fighter and their stats, and then at the end of the episode, um, I will rank them from least best to best. It is my personal decision. So, oh my gosh, I'm not even recording. Crap it. <laughs> oh. <laughs> Dang it. Oh. Uh, I can't